Netta, I'm excited to talk to you for many reasons, not the least of which is because you've got you're you're about to be starring in a new show coming onto the CW, All American Homecoming. But also, if I'm remembering correctly, the Reduced Shakespeare Company figures into your superhero origin story. Oh, it absolutely does. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 792, Netta Walker's Homecoming. Netta Walker is one of the stars of All-American Homecoming, which premieres on February 21st, 2022 on the CW Network here in the U.S. Netta is also a stage actor who spent a few years here in Chicago, so I wanted to explore how her stage experience compares with her TV experience and, amazingly, how one of her formative experiences was with the Reduced Shakespeare Company. I saw the reduced version of Hamlet in seventh grade. <laughs> seventh grade in my middle school, my very first drama class I ever took. And our teacher was very adamant that we watch this because it was the only way that we would enjoy Shakespeare. And she was right. And she was absolutely right. I have a vivid memory of you doing the rap. It's phenomenal. <laughs> You're very kind and gracious and forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. It was such a blast, especially for kids to see. Like, I I wouldn't have liked Shakespeare as much as I did if I didn't see the reduced version of Hamlet beforehand. That's very cool to hear. I mean, if, if we've accomplished anything, and I'm not saying we have, but if we have, <laughs> it, it's it's this idea that you showing people that you can, oh, you can mess with Shakespeare. You know, it needn't be so precious and sacred. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And did it, in, did you do, we'll get to All-American in a minute, but did you do, did you do any Shakespeare in high school or in, or in college? Is it, has that yeah. been any part of your training or did you get a far, as far away from that as you possibly could? No, Shakespeare was the first thing I did. Um, I wasn't like a theater kid beforehand. I went to a, a college prep high school actually, where we did a lot of academic based, really heavy academic based um, education. And my sophomore year, I had an English teacher who forced us to, <laughs> he gave students random sonnets out of all of the sonnets, all of Shakespeare's sonnets, and we'd have to memorize almost all of them that we were going to have on the test word for word so we could identify them. He'd be like, here's this sonnet, what sonnet number is it? And that was a part of our testing, wow. um, which is pretty complicated and yeah. very exciting. But I really enjoyed it and I actually did well on the test. So my teacher was very encouraging of me to join the English speaking union competition. So I did the ESU. I won for Jacksonville my sophomore year. And then I got to go up to New York and perform at the Lincoln Center, which was really cool. I got to do a sonnet and a monologue. And that was my introduction to theater. It was like the first thing I really did theater wise. I got to do this crazy thing. And I was like, oh, wait, performing's fun. Shakespeare's fun. That's kind of jumping into the deep end, too, a little bit. It really is. Um, getting to learn about Shakespeare educationally first was was the gateway for me. But then getting to do the English Speaking Union just made me want to perform it. And that was the start. And then I got to Chicago. And some of the first things that I did were all pretty classical-based text. So um, Shakespeare definitely taught me how to handle 
words very, very well at an early age, which was exciting. Well, and and you're one of the few people I've talked to that 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 found it first through as a literary uh, uh, thing. Although I guess if you say you saw us first, you you did see a performance of it, and so you saw. Well, if these idiots could do Shakespeare, how tough could it be? Oh well, it just made me understand it. Like I could actually understand what was going on. And then when I got older, and I was like, oh, okay, so I understand how it looks on a stage. But now I'm reading it as a text and being like, okay, so I can make my own analysis of what this means and see the beauty in the text in itself outside of it being on a stage. So it was really it was a really cool transition. And when did you come to Chicago and why did you end up choosing Chicago as a place to come to for the beginnings of your professional career? Yeah, I went to Chicago. I auditioned for Unifieds in Chicago, actually, for colleges in 2013. And I wasn't planning on being in Chicago initially. I wanted to go as far away from home as possible. And home's Jacksonville, Florida for me. Um, but my dad encouraged me to audition for schools everywhere. One of the schools I wanted to go to was in Wales, actually, which is really funny. But I got to Chicago and fell in love with it. I was like, oh, this city's incredible. And then one of the schools that I auditioned for out there um, just so happened to be in the location. And I was like, oh, I got in here. I might as well come here because I love Chicago. So that's how it started. And then I was in college for three years dropped out and then decided that I didn't want to leave the city and just kept auditioning. When did you do uh, Christmas at Pemberley at Northlight with Jessica oh, Thebus yeah. as your director? I did the first Christmas at Pemberley in Milwaukee. And then I did the second version of it with the original, we were the original cast of the second version with Jessica Thebus at Northlight. So I think that was, that would have been 2018 or 2017. I, have to I think it was 2018 because I was working with Jessica at Northlight in 2017. <laughs> yes. The beautiful book of will that I also saw. So funny. Such yeah. a small world. Such a small world. Jessica's great. And 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 you're right. It's a privilege to work on those scripts, Lauren Gunderson scripts with Jessica oh, yeah. Thebus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, heightened language, going back to a contemporary version of heightened language. And that was just Lauren Gunderson knows exactly what she's doing. And Jessica has such a great grasp of how to communicate that to audiences, which was just so fun. And actors. Yeah. 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 So then you were doing theater in Chicago. Mm -hmm. How did the leap to TV work for you? Drastically. It was never something that I was planning on doing. Um, I, I was very set on being just like a, a theater kid doing whatever I could in the city for however long they would let me. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. And then auditioning for this show, I did like random little spots on like Chicago Fire. And then I did like a character and a little side character in a movie, but I'd never done anything on sets really before. And then COVID hit. And auditions were all completely through self-tape and you didn't have to fly out anywhere to test or you didn't have to be L.A. based to audition for things and like as much as we used to anymore. So auditioning for a homecoming was kind of a shock because I didn't think I was going to get it. I've done a lot of self-tapes. So I was like, OK, well, it's another one. And then I randomly got a callback and then I randomly got a test, like a testing callback with the director and everyone. And I was like, OK, well, we'll see what happens here. And it happened. And here I am in L.A. for some reason, somehow. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but we're here. I think that's such a healthy attitude towards an audition, too, mm -hmm. is that you can't control it. You mm -hmm. know, all you can do is, is, well, here it is. Send it in and move on to the next thing and forget about it. Mm -hmm. um, that, and w do you know where that confidence comes from? Oh, I don't even know if it's confidence. I think it's just I, I feel like I just have to 
throw everything to the wall all the time. I, I realized I was getting wildly nervous for auditions because I was thinking so heavily about what other people wanted from me. Like I would go into auditions thinking about like, what does the artistic director at writers think about how this production should look and he's going to be in the room. So I have to make sure he likes this. And I realized how stressful that actually was. And it just was unnecessarily stressful. So I would, I still, or I try to now to tell myself just to do auditions, how I feel it would be the most fun to work on the character in the room. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But ultimately I'll get to have fun doing whatever I'm doing. So whatever choices I make, that will be the most fun for me artistically. I just make in the auditions and then I'm like, ah, oh, well, if you didn't like it, yeah, maybe I'm just not your, your taste and that's okay. This is Elizabeth Dennehy, otherwise known as Lieutenant Commander Shelby from Star Trek Next Generation. Welcome to the Reduce Shakespeare Company's podcast. Where can you RSE the RSE? We are still the remote Shakespeare Company, unfortunately, because the Omicron variant spike forced us to postpone our performances in January and February. But fingers crossed we'll be back finally to live performances in April in Pennsylvania and one of our homes away from home in Reston, Virginia. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed, at Reduced, for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Netta Walker, one of the stars of All-American Homecoming, which premieres on February 21st on the CW Network here in the States. Netta was beginning to tell me about the character she's playing. Her name is Keisha McKella. She's from Detroit, but she's um, in Atlanta now at this HBCU called Brinkston University. It's her sophomore year. Uh, she's a dancer. She's the head of the dance team there. Um, and she's also a pre-med student, but she's trying to navigate what it means to uh, dive into her passion without necessarily the support of her parents. Um, so going from the academic world into the artistic world, which is really exciting because I did come from a very heavily academic schooling background for middle school and high school. And my parents were really shocked when I decided to go to college for theater but supportive it sounds like supportive incredibly supportive yeah. which was very lucky but it's been exciting to to play Keisha and understand that not everyone gets that support and to navigate what it means to have the discussions with the parents about doing the thing you love has been really cool are you already a dancer I I would say I'm an actor who had to learn because I went to school for musical theater I did do a lot of dance in high school but I was never a dancer first or like a singer first, really. I just really liked acting and I thought the other things were fun to do while acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I love it. I, I love it. I, I'm a, yeah, I'm an actor who moves. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you smoke? Do you ride a horse? Do you dance? Yes, of course. Whatever. Yeah. Anything you need me to do. Yeah, I can learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. how does, I mean, not to compare the writing at all, but how does, how in your mind does it compare uh, uh, saying words on a stage versus saying words and acting for the camera? It's been a switch. It's been a transition. Um, going take for take is also just different. Getting multiple chances to do something right is cool, but also has its own pressures because you don't get the full storyline of doing the entire play from start to finish for an audience yeah, or like yeah. the rehearsal time to develop a character. 
you just kind of have to make all of those decisions. But the transition has been cool because it's forced me to be more confident in myself as an actor. And when I do make a choice that I'm like, eh, maybe that's questionable. I'm like, well, at least you made a choice. So <laughs> just keep going for the choices. It's been, it's been cool though. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I tell people all the time starting out doing theater, specifically learning about Shakespeare makes doing TV easy mm -hmm. um, because you're, trying to make really grand gestures in Shakespeare really specific and having to hone in on those skills makes using television scripts and what characters are doing in those worlds a little bit easier. Finding specificity and like what's more blatantly in your face with a TV script is so, so fun. Right. And finding shadings to what can frequently be, um, on the nose and sort of surfacey dialogue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But luckily the writers team for this show, it, I feel like I lucked out a lot. They really, really flesh out these characters. And I feel very lucky because Keisha's, she's on a journey and there's not a point missed in her journey at all during this. Do you like LA? It's different. It's a different world. I think I'm just a Chicago kid a little too. I feel like I, and being raised in the South, I'm so used to like, simplicity and in space and quiet I think I'm not used to like the the going type hurry up and wait type deal um and I just miss Chicago a lot but I do like LA. it's so nice out here the weather's beautiful I get to explore it with wonderful people I'm learning a lot about just like the food out here oh god there's so much good food there's so much good food <laughs> Uh, but it's it's definitely a different beast. I definitely am learning a lot about who I want to be as an artist while being out here because I think I was just very, very thick in a theater bubble in Chicago for a while that I didn't understand that there's so much more of the world to explore. So it's been cool exploring what L.A. has to offer to artists as well. Well, and, you know, if, you know, uh, uh, touch wood, if if Homecoming runs a while, you'll be mm -hmm. able to do as much theater as you want on the heels of being well-known as a TV actor. I think that's phenomenal. That's the hope. That's the hope. It's the goal. It's the thing I've always wanted to do. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. Check out the premiere of All-American Homecoming on the CW Network on February 21st, 2022. Then send us your formative influences via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. Thanks, as always, to also not a dancer but plays one on TV, Matthew Croak. Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Linda Henry Dean. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Elizabeth Dennehy. Also no reason, it's just random. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 792-2376 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. I didn't even warn you that I leave in shits and bleep out fire trucks. Oh, I love to hear that. Good to know. Shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.